I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart. I've got that joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. I heard and sang this song many days during my college summers at the camps where I worked, so much so that I began to not love it. And the joy in the heart, in my heart for the song, greatly dissipated. I have long pondered the difference between joy and happiness, finally settling on happiness as something that comes and goes, and joy being the through line that runs through our lives. It may waver, but it's mostly steady. It's an, a current or an undercurrent that just runs through. And then in this last year, I came across a meme or an article or something somewhere that gave the exact opposite explanation that joy is something that comes and goes but happiness oh happiness is what runs through and can be with us always there are so many possibilities with the joy theme this month opening to joy finding joy in challenging times such as these joy in in the changing in changing the world joy as an act of resistance Joy in the struggle, joy in the journey, joy in paying attention, sharing and spreading joy, joy and self-love. The joy of simplicity, the joy of letting go, how worry robs us of joy, vulnerability and joy, the difference between joy and pleasure, joy and transcendence, surprised by joy, dancing with joy, awakening joy, the list goes on. Joy, though. Joy. What is it really? Beyond the dictionary definition, beyond the platitudes and the cliches and the memes, I could try to define it for all of us, but I would likely be wrong. Perhaps joy is something that each of us gets to determine and define for ourselves. So I ask you to think about it for a moment. Beyond the joys and sorrows that we shared, beyond those life events, what is something that brings you joy? And when you think of it, let yourself feel it. Let yourself be in that moment of experiencing joy. And for those of you who already thought of it, you faster processors, I invite you to write it in the chat. And if you have it, write it in the chat. Go ahead and just type it in now, whatever it is that you thought of, whatever it is that brings you joy. And if you can't think of anything in the moment, maybe the chat will give you some inspiration. You can check those things out that are in there. Maybe you remember something that brings you joy as well. So go ahead and type a word or two, and then uh, take a moment to look at what everyone wrote. And then as you look, look at the common threads. What brings us joy? those of us who are gathered here. And I'm going to guess that most of what is written could fit into um, 
could be put into categories, just a few. A small everyday ritual or act, an appreciation of nature, earth, beauty, and relationships. It's that simple joy, um, something that we experience with our senses, relationships that we have with other people, experiences that we have. If you struggle with having it, there are ways to cultivate it, to awaken joy. It's outlined in the book Awakening Joy by James Baraz. So here are five ways that he gives. I think he gives 10 in the book, but here are five. A grateful heart. It always starts with gratitude, doesn't it? Gratitude can always shift our perspective. <clears throat> and it's free, like Leah Morris sang for us earlier. Love is free, joy is free, and so is gratitude. All we have to do is remember who we are, what we have, and offer our gratitude for it. Reverend Galen Gingrich from All Souls UU in New York City says that gratitude should be the center of our Unitarian Universalist theology. If as religious people, we understand that religion is about coming together to, exper to experience awe, and as a result, understand that our obligation is to each other and all of creation and understand what that obligation is, then we must have gratitude as both a discipline, something that we practice daily as Unitarian Universalists, and as an ethic, our story that reaches us, that puts us into the future. Gratitude is foundational to who we are as people of this Unitarian Universalist faith. For Jews, the defining discipline is obedience. To be a faithful Jew is to obey the commands of God. For Christians, the, def the defining discipline is love. To be a faithful Christian is to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. We come out of a Judeo-Christian tradition. For Muslims, the defining discipline is submission. To be a faithful Muslim is to submit to the will of Allah. And what of us? What should be our defining religious discipline? Galen Gingrich asked. While obedience, love, and even submission play each play a vital role in the life of faith, Unitarian Universalism should be defined by gratitude. And then we must express it because expressing our gratitude expands it. The second way to awaken joy is to identify activities that make you happy. It seems so simple. It can be simple. It can be elaborate elaborate, but simple is more likely to be something that happens for us every day or weekly. Dancing, going for a walk, scheduling those things with people we love. What activities make you happy? Number three, express your caring in a fulfilling activity. Rabindranath Tagore said, I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I awoke and saw that life was service. I acted and behold, service was joy. We all need a path of contribution to the world, a way for us to give back 
to show our gratitude for life itself and for our own lives. We can awaken joy by finding something that touches our hearts and then go do it. Volunteer. Offer your time and energy and love. It gives our lives meaning to do this. I know that you found this church as a viable option for what gives your life meaning or we wouldn't all be here. So open to that possibility and let joy flow. Robin Wall Kimmerer writes, even a wounded world is feeding us. Even a wounded world holds us, giving us moments of wonder and joy. I choose joy over despair, she writes, not because I have my head in the sand, but because joy is what the earth gives me daily and I must return the gift. The fourth way to awaken joy in our lives is to talk kindly to ourselves. The kinder we are to ourselves, the kinder we can be to others. But it's not just for others that we speak kindly to ourselves. I want to relate this one back to number two, which is identify activities that make you happy. Sometimes we don't want to identify the activities that make us happy because it's easier to stay stuck. The talk in our heads, whew, that happens. Those negative tapes can seem so real sometimes, so true, that we start to believe them. So when you find yourself being harsh about others, and then especially harsh about yourself, really, truly, stop. Stop that talk, change the sentence in your head, come up with a different message, change how you speak to yourself, be kinder. When you make a mistake, let it be okay. Chris Crass is a, an anti-racist activist and he's a Unitarian Universalist. And he'll say, you know, sometimes when he does things that he know is, is wrong, you know, that he, he's made this mistake or he said something he knows he shouldn't have said, he'll just, he'll just rub his head like this and say, oh, that's okay, sweetheart. There, there, it's all right. So I invite you, even if you don't do that movement, to change the tape inside, change the words that you're hearing. Talk more kindly to yourself. We're all doing the best we can right now. And as we learned in the UU Theology class last Wednesday night, Unitarian Universalists are not about being perfect, but we are about being good. It's okay and even required to talk kindly to ourselves. And five, finally, spend some time with a creative outlet like singing, art, or writing. Some of you are far ahead of, of the game on this one, but giving ourselves the time for creativity makes us feel alive. And the voice of, in your head is saying, I can't carry a tune in a bucket, or I can't draw a straight line. I'll remind you of what Miss Clara Brooks, a sixth grade teacher at my elementary school, used to say, art is not a straight line. At one point in my life, I was exploring different spiritual practices and decided to devote 10 minutes, only 10 minutes a day, to some sort of art activity. And for the first week, for 10 minutes every day, I tore paper into strips. I later glued those strips onto another sheet of paper to create something. 
but it was the process and not the product that made for the transformation that makes us feel more alive. It's the process, not the product. Howard Thurman tells us not to ask what the world needs, but to ask ourselves what makes us come alive and then go do that because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Despite the trauma and suffering of the last few years, I hope that there have been times of joy for you. I think about what you shared in the chat, those things that you ponder in your heart, even now. This week, our admin Gabby posted a meme on the public church, book, church Facebook page. It was a quote by Mark Nepo. Joy is the transformation of our suffering, not the escape of all we have to face. Joy is the transformation of our suffering. Poet Ross Gay asked, what if we joined our sorrows? What if that is joy? The joining of our sorrows, the not knowing that we are not alone. What if that is joy? As adults, I wonder, can we know true joy until we have faced the fact of our own mortality? To realize and then let understanding seek, seek deep into the deepest place in us that we too will die. Is there a deeper appreciation for life itself, recognizing life's brevity that ushers us through an open doorway into a deeper joy? We are joyful. We experience joy, not because life is easy, but because we are willing to hold the suffering and joy as the same well, the deeper the one, the deeper the other. We can cultivate joy, awaken joy by thinking about ways to do that and then doing them. But it seems to me that joy doesn't happen in the mind. It's not solely an intellectual exercise. It's a feeling. Joy is a feeling, an experience, something that happens, sometimes by surprise. I do think that joy starts with an appreciation of life, of what is around us, the sweetest ripe strawberry. Time with our grandchildren, mu music, um, connections, using talents to be of service, the birds at the bird feeder, pets, sunshine, coffee with good friends, the sunlight breaking through the window, flowers, dancing, nature, gardening, holiday lights and trees, peace. All these things, the ocean, Special Olympics basketball, Kelly, singing, a fresh, crisp fall morning, and friends. All these things are experiences.
the potential then is that we become so filled with joy that it overflows. It spills into and onto other places. And we can't help but understand that this is how we can be and what we want others to experience, the awe, the mystery, the wonder. And so we're willing to work toward a planet transformed by our care. We understand in a deeper way our obligations as people of faith to work for justice. A joyful life begins with noticing and with gratitude for it, with suffering transformed, joining our sorrows with others. What if that is joy? Let us practice then the discipline and ethic so central to our faith, gratitude, being grateful for who we are, for what we have, for our place in the family of things, our relationships, all of creation. May we be willing to transform our suffering into joy, to open to joy, to let it surprise us every day. Blessed be and amen.